And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Growing Up Gay with Vaughn and Malik. Thank you. Thank you. No, listen, sometimes you come in with, with Nippy. It's a little Jesus. You sometimes, need a little, sometimes you come in the spirit with of Nippy. Nippy. You do need it. Because I've been thinking about her. She is just still yeah. untouched. Untouched. I don't think she'll. I don't think she, I, I don't see it. I don't it. think she'll ever be touched because it was more than just the voice. It was the presence that it came along presence, with it. Everything, her voice, her her star quality, her star power, and she knew what she was doing. Yes, it did. Rest in peace, Nippy. Gone too soon, but gone just when she was. That was such to be. a gay opening for us to be singing Whitney Houston. <laughs> Shrugs my shoulders. <laughs> Shrugs my shoulders, bitch. You know. Oh man. Um, welcome to Growing Up Gay. Yes, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys are feeling well. Hope everybody. you guys are feeling merry. This is your boy Malik. I am joined by the fantabulous Vaughn. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, we have another edition of Growing Up Gay. Um, Vaughn, how's your week been? Um, my week has been good, busy but good. Um, you know, busy but good. School, trying to launch. Listen, I've been spending so much money on this damn business. Yes. I was like, oh, it's going to be like a cute little three, four, five, six, maybe hundred dollars. So, bitch, I'm at $2,000. Like, how? All I know is when this shit launches, you hoes better it buy it. It up, bitch. <laughs> it does. It does. I'm, I'm, gen- I, I, like, I, me and one of my business, I can say business partners, um, <laughs> were on a conference call this morning and we were discussing, um, like, buying ingredients and just, like, discussing stuff for the business and, like, we spent four hundred dollars this morning alone on products, and a good two hundred and eighty of it was mine. And like after I leave here, I have to go down to um, Lowe's and buy a table because I was gonna do everything out of my garage, but with what we're making, and again, these are things being made by us. Um, you can't the inclement weather. You need a consistent weather so um i actually am using my old room um i've emptied everything out of my Mm -hmm. old room sold my old bed um and i'm gonna do everything out of my old room so i literally got off work which is something that i've been making sure you don't i don't think we realize at least i never realized as someone that has always like overworked and like didn't mind staying at work an extra hour two three to get things done you don't realize how much of your day you really give away when you do that and I've been realizing that this week because about two weeks ago, I decided, oh, I don't like my job anymore. Like, for real, for real, I don't like it anymore. Um, so I'm like, while I'm going to do my best, while I'm there, I'm no longer giving it, like, that extra, extra. So I've been making sure to leave work at 6 o'clock on the dot. Maybe 6.30 if stuff is busy. Um, but I get so much done now. Because you're leaving one on time? Yeah. And it's yeah. like I have those few extra hours to, like, study homework, do clean. Like, I sold my bed yesterday and i took it apart and like my, my mom's friend that bought it came and picked it up and like i've just been but i've been good long long story short i've been good just very busy very excited about the future excited about 2021 i don't know if i should be because coronavirus um ain't going nowhere she's not going any fucking where let's be clear she's she's, she's not going that. nowhere she's see that bitch is about to buckle up and get your mind right yeah i i'm i mean i've always taken it very seriously but like it's frustrating it's extremely frustrating it is so frustrating Bob. it is ex- literally extremely frustrating because I, I don't even want to do anything but i just want to go to the mall like i'm not even trying to try i mean it would be amazing to travel right now 
Yeah. But I just want like normalcy. And I mean, this is our new normal and I've adapted to that a very long time ago. I don't mind wearing a mask. I'm not Trey Songs or anybody else that's trying to fight somebody over wearing a mask. Is that what is that what it was about? The Allegedly. whole mask thing? Allegedly. Okay. That he wasn't wearing a mask, um, and people were heckling him for not wearing a mask and then it apparently the, well, not apparently. The, the security guard came over, and then the police came over, and they were both being very aggressive. I will say really quickly, because this is not going to be in our um, on the timeline. It's not going to be there. So yeah, I we could discuss it real quick. Um, the white people were cheering for him yeah. and were in defense of him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he was too in the wrong. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because security was 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 on that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And it happens. It does. That happens. Um, How was your week, friend? Shout out to Trey Songs. Wear your mask, friend. Because he mask. had coronavirus. You I, had I it. Could, I could say so much about Trey Songs, y'all. He is so problematic in these streets. I used to be obsessed with him. I never was obsessed with him. He's beautiful. He is have you good, seen him in person? He is good looking. I, have I saw him at the I've airport and I was like, oh, Shondo. He's slim. But I was like, ooh. Because you say Shondo. Shondo. Yeah, listen, I felt it. My God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listen, I felt. I felt um, it. my week's been, it's been scattered because mm-hmm. I have a, I have a good friend in the hospital that I've been caring for. Oh my god! Yes, and I've had two friends in the hospital, two close friends of mine in the hospital back to back, and you know with Corona here, people can't have guests, and my yeah. friend's feeling like depressive. He's like he's he, he's alone. And yeah, that's hard. Yeah, he's he's been there for five days so far and they're predicting another seven days and he's just over it you know and i just feel i feel terrible so i've been like is he gonna be okay though yes it's gonna be fine but it's just it's just it's just just tedious and and it's just it's it's exhausting and stressful and then you know you really start to and and i hate to say this i really do hate to say this and i'm trying to make sure he's not looking at looking at it this way but Mm -hmm. he started to do, do that whole like friend comparison thing Oh, well, this person um, has shown up. This person hasn't shown up. This person did. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that's natural. That's though. natural when you're in the hospital and yeah. your mind is racing. Right. So I've been like just supporting him, taking him breakfast and lunch, and you know, that's very sweet of you. Yeah, taking him breakfast and lunch, and then uh, helping him get his shit together. And so that has been. But the good news is that he's gonna be okay. The good news is that he's gonna be fine. Yeah, because I be fine. I know someone that's in the hospital right now that I had no clue about. Yeah. Uh, they posted it on their Instagram, and it blew me back. They're in the hospital with cancer and COVID, mm. and that person is was is his. Lit, if you would have saw him, he's a Libra as well. Mm. If you would have saw him in October, you would never guessed. Yeah, he's like frail. Yeah. It was it, it genuinely broke my heart. Yes, shout out to Cass. It genuinely yes. broke my heart. Yes. So I, I was I've been praying for him because I'm like, like, and he's only thirty, like thirty, thirty one. Listen, the body don't care how old you are. The body's not care. So y'all just, just you do the viruses, child. Love on the people that you love on. Yes. Love on them tight. Yeah. So I've been doing it this week. Um, I made a decision, you guys. Um, Drum roll, it's please. Not a, it's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm moving to Athens, Georgia. I'm moving to Athens, Georgia, and that became official this week. I'm going to be teaching at a studio there called Fuel Hot Yoga, um, full time, exclusively. And that's super exciting. But you got an exclusive deal. I have an exclusive. You are Jaden XD with with Spotify. You I got have you an exclusive, exclusive deal, deal. <laughs> with Fuel Hot Yoga. Shout out to Jolyn. I love you so much. Shout out to Zan if you're listening. Um, he, he'll get a kick out of that. Um, but so that was confirmed this week. I'm gonna make that move and uh, take the plunge. It's interesting because 
you know, I've been interviewing for jobs, you know, since, like I say, October, like mm-hmm. really going hard, having a lot of interviews, making it to the final round, but just not getting it. Yeah. You know? It's, it's a it's a it's a multitude of things right now between so many people being un, like laid off and then moving back to Atlanta mm-hmm. and to Georgia area. A lot of people are trying to get restructured here, so there's a lot of people looking for jobs. Yeah, a lot of yeah. lot of people, and it's been for super jobs. competitive. And yeah. and um, but I am grateful that that I've made it to the last round of all these interviews. So that makes me feel yeah. good. But I, I was talking to my mom yesterday, and we were talking about just that this is the first time I've ever not been able to find a job. And, and that and, is hard. And it, but. Also, when we look at the silver lining, that I have a job. I'm a right. full-time yoga teacher, right. and this is the life that I said that this is the life that I set out for last year. Like I quit my job. Like I had a job. I had a an okay life, but I left that to like pursue this full-time yoga thing. And so right. now it's like, don't run from it. Don't run from it. You know, submit to it, lean into it. So that's what I'm doing, and so I'm excited about that. And I, and and um, I am assigned yoga teacher. As of this week, where I have a contract, mm-hmm. bitch, on the dotted Listen, line. Listen, the coins come in. The blessings come in. The blessings come the in. The blessings. That's when the blessings come <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, that's when they come in. Like y'all, I sent the contract over to my lawyer to review it. Like yeah. that was like, oh, bitch, I'm Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's like wow. You signed to Columbia Records. I'm, I'm signed to Columbia Records. Mm-hmm. Like this, I was like, wow, oh my God, like I have to make sure yeah. that these hoes not fucking with me because it's some shit in that country, some words that I don't know what they mean. Listen, that's, that's the point of them that's, being that's there. That's the point of them and being there. That's the point there. of a lawyer. And I had to Google it. I was like, oh, that's, that's what that means. Oh, uh, yeah. Perpetuity. Yeah. That means forever. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you, uh, oh, whoa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let me highlight that. <laughs> you got me fucked up. Right. Yeah. But, but no, like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I guess I'm excited about you know just just what you're saying the future and yeah. about the present too because you know it's like we've been working hard for things to turn out in hopefully a way that we would like but also I realized this week that shit not always gonna look how you, how you want it to look real shit not always gonna look how you think it's gonna look very but real. that doesn't mean that it's not happening for you very real you know so look at the silver lining you know trying to be content being present and. Overall, I'm cool. I'm good. I've been dating a guy. Ooh. I've been like texting him and talking to him. Hey, boot up. It's been a month. And we've been, you know. That's just, like four months engaged. That's like four months. And for every month you're, you're, in, a, you're in a queer relationship, you, <laughs> you, get, you get Just th- multiply you get by three. three. You get three. Just multiply so by three. <laughs> one month equals one quarter in a gay relationship. So listen, nigga, if we make it to three months, we're getting married. Okay. <laughs> if we get to 90 days, we're getting married. Um, but we're going to hang out later tonight. Um, and, you know, he's he's been sweet. And so he's definitely been like, you know, just. Um, he's been like exciting you know like getting to know him chatting with him he's oh, he's fine Ooh, he can dress too that's listen. Ain't, ain't nothing like a nigga that's fine that that can dress that smell <laughs> good look good and um i'm gonna tell you a quick little secret so i spent the night with him last week right and so sunday i get to his house he's wearing the sexiest little robe I mean, the sexiest little rope. He had his legs all shined up, chest Listen, shined up. Savage by Fenty, get you one. Man, it, you know, it it was a it was a robe from um, Free People. Mm. It was a very nice robe, and um, I was like, God, like you know how you see a man, he's not my man. 
That's your man. But in that in that moment, he was my man. That's your man. You know, you know, you know, you see him, he's like, God, this motherfucker fine. Like, they'll break you to your knees. Like, when you really like somebody, it's like, wow, I really like them. And also, you like them because it's like, wow, in this crazy world where you normally like somebody and then they don't like you and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. For us to both be like, it's mutual. It's mutual. Yeah. It feels good when someone mutually likes you. So Listen, I've been unrequited excited. love is real late. Ooh, we don't, we don't, unrequited love. We talked we about that, that two seasons ago. We did. Go back and listen to it. Um, but <laughs> with that being said, that takes us right into our get it together. Get it together is a section when Von and I talk about something that is pertinent in our life and, you know, health tip, fitness tip, spiritual tip, whatever tip. And my tip today is be sad. Mm. Be sad, y'all. It's okay to be sad. Right now, you know, people are always trying to tell you, oh, cheer up. But no, sometimes you just have to soak. Sometimes you just got to be depressed. Sometimes you just got to be God right angry Mm -hmm. about the situation that you're in. Yeah. And it's okay to Just don't let it consume you. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, honestly, I would challenge you to say sometimes let it consume you. Sometimes sit in the mud for a whole week. You oh, know, I, can't do that. I, 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 I think I that, shouldn't say that because I've let stuff consume me for way longer than a week. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, 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 and the reason I'm saying this is because, you know, I think fake happiness is toxic. It is. You know, it fake is. happiness is toxic. And, and, is. and, and when we are like forcing ourselves to always look on the bright that can side, be very dang- really it's dangerous. very dangerous yeah. because then you, because then you lose sight of how you really feel. Yeah. You lose sight of the emotion. So, so and what I'm saying is like, like it, it, yeah. So I think my get it together this week is to be sad. Allow yourself to feel the sadness because, you know, Britney Spears had a song where she asked a very good question. What was it? Why should I be sad? Why should I be sad? Why? Well, one reason why you should be sad is because you need to know how it feels. Yeah. To, to, to feel sad and to also ask yourself, why am I feeling sad today? Mm-hmm. So I think this is definitely triggered by my friend being in the hospital and him feeling this active depression that I'm connecting to mm-hmm. um, and because I'm like with it, in it, with yeah. him at this point. And so it's like, wow, you know what, friend? You have the right to fucking feel sad. Yeah, absolutely. You have the right to be fucking upset and cry Cry all you want. Be sad because you have the right to that. Right. And uh, you are experiencing that. And so don't let anyone uh, tell you how to feel. Don't let anyone tell you when to come out of your season or when to go into your season. Mm-hmm. Stay down with yourself. Because honestly, I was having another conversation with my, with my friend, Jamie, who has who experienced um, loss. She went to Tulum with one of her good girlfriends. And her friend died on the trip. So imagine going on what? a month long vacation with a close friend and then they die while you're there so she's been just experiencing death and that's all. devastating that's devastating and and, and so wow. one thing we we're talking about is sometimes when you are experiencing pain people want to put a timeline on it mm. of how long you can be sad right. of how long they're going to support you mm-hmm. because unfortunately people get people have their own shit going on mm-hmm. you know and then they get fatigued with your shit and then and then they stop answering the phone the support gets thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. So all, all in all, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, you guys, you know, stick to your feelings and and you be you know be accountable for your feelings and don't let anyone puppeteer you and string you along and tell you when you need to move on to feeling a, a feeling a certain kind of way about whatever. Obviously, you know, you need to be working towards finding a resolve for those feelings right. over time. Um, but nonetheless, feel what you feel. 
That's my get it together. That's what you so got funny for us? because mine is almost like the opposite of that. Okay. It, my get it together for this week is just a little note to, to self. It is what it is. I feel like a lot of situations um, happen to us in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's even on a, 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 like, you know, a minute scale. Like, it's not always something huge. Um a lot of people have issues and have things going on that they can't control and they spend so much time trying to control something that they can't control or trying to control people that they can't control. Mm. And I feel like in most cases, I think if a lot of people would just accept the fact that like, you know what? It is what it is. I, it is what it is. Like I, I, he doesn't like me. It is what it is. I didn't get the job. It is what it is. I didn't go to the gym today. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I need to lose 10 pounds. It is what it is. You mm-hmm. need to lose the 10 pounds. Yep. At the end of the day, I feel like if a lot of us would just be like, you know what? Yes, I was depressed and I put on 20 pounds. And instead of being depressed about putting on 20 pounds, you know what it is, bitch? It is what it is. I put on 20 pounds. Let me work to get it off. I feel like we spent, and I can agree, not agree. I can be transparent and say that was a lot of me last year. I spent a lot of time like falling and as opposed to just allowing myself to fall and get back up, I made it a longer process by continuously trying to like pull myself up instead of just letting myself fall or accepting that I've fallen. Let me clarify, not letting myself fall, accept that I've fallen. And I feel like I spent so much time worrying about where I used to be, what I used to have, what I used to do, how things used to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I spent so much time doing that where it's like, okay, well, that's not the case anymore. Yep. You don't have that job anymore. You don't have that apartment anymore. You aren't that slim anymore. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Now do what you need to do to get where you want to be. So that's my get it together for this week. Acknowledge that it is what it is. And work on getting to be where you want it to be. Because acknowledging that it is what it is doesn't mean you're dismissive. It doesn't mean that you've given up. It just means that you're now working in a real space. Yeah. And you now know the real steps you need to take to get back to where you want to get back to. That's like that, um, you know, that that's very radical. That's very radical thought. Yeah. You know, radically accepting things so that you can begin to work towards it. Absolutely. Vibes. I'm fucking with it. <laughs> well, you guys, that was the Get It Together for the week. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with this week's Growing Up Gay. Hey y'all, it's Vaughn. Before we dive into this week's Growing Up Gay, I just wanted to remind everyone to please rate the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Five-star ratings and comments help to grow the show and we would greatly appreciate it. Now, back into this week's episode. Alright you guys, we are back with this week's Growing Up Gay. So Vaughn and I were talking about doing an episode about how queer slang and, and, and our dialect and our, and our language, how it has translated to AAVE, which is the African-American Vernacular English. So when you think about things like, what's popping, what's up? You know, the what's way that, tea? what's tea? You know, <laughs> what's the gaga? Drag, buck down Girl, boots. she threw shade. Shade, tea. Read her. Kiki, all this language, right. dyke, stud, whatever. All this language that, uh, queer black people use how this language has now be- become uh, commoditized into the in, into American life, into pop culture, and into now social media. Yeah, social media, and yeah. now it's a, and now it's just considered AAVE versus how hell. It was. Now, now it's considered 
regular social media talk. Well, yeah. And it's, then it's considered AAVE. And then it's like, actually. Actually. <laughs> actually. And so the conversation is, how has this trickle-down effect become popular? And how has that positively impacted our community or negatively impacted our community? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I really think about, you know, the first time I began to hear these words, um, I think... It probably was like tea, like what's the tea? Yeah, that's you definitely. Know, I, I think that was the, the first thing start. I heard. And when did you first noticing that becoming like popular? I first heard. Well, I think about Wendy. You know, I was mm. a huge Wendy Williams fan growing radio up. Radio show, radio I show. Go, I used to go come home from school. And I would come to Wendy home on my computer to listen to yes online on on the website. On, on the on website, the, I would the, come home and listen. WBS, I yes, think it was, that's website. what it was. Yeah. I was I would listen to Wendy. She was live from New Jersey. I would listen to her. And, you know, she would use some of the terminology. So I first yeah. heard it on her radio show when I was, you know, late middle school, early high I was about school. to say about 13. About 14. 13, 14. Yeah. I began to hear from Wendy, you know, how you doing? Right. All of that. And then the way that she would talk. Right. Was very animated and very, right. like, drag queen right? Extremely, yeah. Extremely. So that was, like, my first realization, okay, this was something that, was popular by this woman, but I, mm-hmm. but and so then I heard it from her. But then once I got around other queer people, mm-hmm. um, eighth grade, the girls were saying the same thing What's T? What's Gaga Mama? Right, you know, all those things. So then I realized, okay, wow, so obviously this is coming from somewhere. And I think I didn't, I didn't realize the root of this stuff until I was in high school, I got in the step team, and then I learned about Vogue. Yeah, I had a friend named Duante who was he he voted in high school. He and he was a part of House of Chanel, and that's when I learned about the ballroom scene and you know the language and that that's where it stemmed from. Um, and I think as a young person, I was afraid of that language honestly yeah. because it was so new to me. And no one around me was talking like that. Right. <laughs> I wasn't hearing that in my household. Right. None of my friends, because I, I didn't have any gay friends until much later. So my friends weren't talking like that. But once I heard it, like once me and you became friends, yeah, I that's, seen, when, we were, that's yeah. when that's when we really got into it. Right. Um, so I think my first question to you is, um, where did you first hear this lingo? And how did it make you feel hearing it? Were you uncomfortable? You know what? For me... Um, it was 2006. 2006, for me, was the first time in my memory that I can remember hearing it. Um, and it was YouTube. 2006, 2007 was... 2007. Okay, yeah. 2007. It wasn't 2006. It was 2007. 2007, for me, was the first time that I started hearing that kind of lingo. And it was actually from YouTube. It wasn't from Wendy Williams. I mean, I did listen to Wendy Williams at the time. Yeah. And she definitely would say, like, tea and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But it really didn't even click for me that that's what that was. I knew the yeah. Hanzo. I knew right. that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, as far as gay lingo, like, the real, like, like read her, well, all Well, you know, because Wendy would always mention the kids right. on her show. Right. So that's how I knew right. that, okay, this is where she's getting it from. Right. And to, to be fair, 2007 is also kind of when I started to listen to Wendy. Because, mm-hmm. uh, again, I grew up in South Florida, so I didn't listen to Wendy when I was young, any younger than that. Um, so, yeah, it was about 2007. Free Amir, a.k.a. Marco Amir. Oh, yeah. Um, XD. Quadir. Asante Quadir. Mm-hmm. Um, B. Scott. B. Scott. Um, when I discovered online, the online community for gays, 
um, on YouTube, I'm yeah. specifying. Because yeah. I was never a forum kid. I didn't find out about BGC until I was in freshman in college, honestly. Yeah, so I was um, a forum girl, too. I, I, yeah. was, I was deep in the uh, the MTV chats. Right. I wasn't really a forum. The forums that I were in were all Rihanna-related. Okay. <laughs> so they were, I wasn't a forum kid like that. I was a YouTuber. Like, I was in the early, early comments. I, I was in YouTube back on YouTube in, like, 2006. 2007 like when there there used to be a um, <laughs> gonna, um there used to be a, um damn what's that that um damn what's that movie about the woman that wants to be another woman like she like copies her whole life fuck um, and she like takes on her whole personality oh uh um, bitch uh, fucking uh i can't remember the name it's, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue it's called um uh I can't remember. But I, can't, I, I know. I, I know you're, you're talking right. about. There and was a um, the way. I, ironically, there was a, a a YouTube channel that was done by Beyonce Stan because you know y'all are petty. Um, that it was like single single black female, single, or single black, white female, single, single white female. female. That's what it's called. Single, single white, white female. Yes, yes, it was yes. single black female, but it was it was Beyonce trying to, I mean, Rihanna trying to be Beyonce, <sighs> and they would find like the most random things of like Rihanna, Beyonce wearing a red pump, and then like and then Rihanna, Rihanna wearing a red pump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pettiest, stupidest shit. That, you and know. Then, and then it was so funny because I'd be like, well, actually, Rihanna's picture came out. <laughs> and then that that community, and the reason why I mentioned them is because, of course, it was by gays. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would be in the comments like, ooh, read her. Oh, ooh, the shade. You know, all that kind of stuff. And then, so between that and then, like I said, uh, Free Amir, Asante, XD, Kia, um, uh, uh, B. Scott. Yeah. Like, discovering them for me was when I was like, oh. Oh my God! This yes. is how gays live. Like, yes, this, this is yeah. me in like ten years. Oh yes, God. yes. And I, I would. That, that's how I like. Even with them, they were the first ones to like mention um, BGC Live and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, um, it took to Twitter mm-hmm. in '09, and then of course it discovered more. And then like, the more YouTubers and, and even there was a website called What's the Tea. Yeah, there was a website. There was actually a there was, there was a website called What's the Tea, and uh, that also was a brand. He would yeah. blog under um, that name. Yeah. Yes. It, blogging he, yes. he blogged under, yeah. under that name what's the t you know and what's interesting is that that was a very specific era right it was and, and also during that era once i connected with with those people and started watching them because i, I got to hang out with asante mm-hmm. you know i would go to his job all the time and like just fucking be there why i don't know but i was just so intrigued by him <laughs> anyway um I realized that I would I I really took ownership of that language and yeah. really began to like find safety and, and use it and that was like my all like, the that yeah. was like all the language I use like yeah. T girl every, like that was that's all that's that, that's all you I was. were you were like in the memes and I when the like, white girl <laughs> like literally like after I learned I was like okay this, okay this this is how I'm talking right. forever but I found safety in that and and when I think about um the African dialect and, and, and how it's changed, you know, throughout like the, 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 the slave trade and us coming over here and, and being slaves and X, Y, Z, like we found our own language to communicate. Right. Um, amongst our, amongst our groups, but that communication was often for safety. Absolutely. You know, that communication was for us to be able to, to tell secrets, to share information, um, that only we would understand. Right. And I think that that was the same experience I had with that. Yeah. You know. That's the importance of language. Yes. You know, having language to talk to people that are similar to me. Right. And to say things that only a certain ear is going to pick up on. Exactly. Right. And Your I, community. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I think like that is really the beauty of it. Right. The beauty of us being able to, to just connect. Um, I looked up. 
a quick little timeline of like black documentaries, well, well, well black queer documentaries that highlight our culture. So the first mm. one was Queen that came out in 1968, and that one features wow. Crystal LaBeija. Now, in 1968. 1968. Holy fuck! Wow. Yeah, it's called Queen, and it features Crystal LaBeija. If any, if any of you have seen the clip, she's like, "Look at her. Her makeup isn't even blended. She, she's nowhere as near as beautiful That's as me." 1968. Crystal LaBeija. She's in the dressing room, going off on the judges because she feels like she's been cheated of of winning the drag wow. pageant. So it that just blew me back. Yes. So 68 is was the first recorded documentary about a drag pageant and so it's alleged that after she lost that pageant that's when she really began to fortify drag pageants mm -hmm. house scene um and and then it built on that so back in the 68 wow and then from there we had um Paris is Burning, 91. Yes, that I'm very familiar okay, with. Okay, right. So so we all know about Paris is Burning. That's where Shade, like... Yes, you know, the art of throwing shade. Yeah. And then from there... Well, I also want to mention this. Vogue, Madonna's Vogue song came out in 90. Mm -hmm. And then Paris is Burning followed. You know, right. so definitely, like, the, the populator of that song pushed it. And then from there, there was a movie um, called How Do I Look, which came out in 06. Then we saw Kiki, which um, features uh, Twiggy Garçon. Mm-hmm. Then My House, which came on Vice. That was great. 18. Listen, Vice needs to bring that show back. Agreed. Like, that, My House was really good. It was it very was, it popular. Was the show, what was the show that, uh, my memory's trash, clearly. The show that HBO did with Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, that's, uh, it's called, uh... I don't remember it either. But, Pope? Yeah, but not no, that Pose shit. Uh, it's called, uh... It's okay. We, they yeah, but, but the, yeah, the yeah. Megan, yeah, the show that... It comes on HBO Max. It's, it's, right. it's the ballroom show. Right. Uh, it's called Legendary. Legendary. So uh, Legendary, yes. uh, 20, and then Pose, 19, right. on out. And so we see ourselves represented in the media, but you guys, are, we've, we've only named like seven or eight shows. Yeah. So, But I will say that 68 is a gem because I didn't know that. Yes, 68. So we've named seven or eight documentaries or shows, you know, that talk about black and brown experiences, um, and 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 that document our language and, and how we communicate with communicate communicate with each other. And 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 what that really tells me is that like our history is oral. You know, Absolutely. our history is something that is passed down right. because it's not well documented. It's not. And that's and black history in general. Black, yeah. Unfortunately. But specific, in this country. Yes. And, and and then when you get down to, you know, another subgroup of queer life, it's right. even more it's skim. Even, right. You know, so I think it's something that we have to make sure that we keep alive and we, and we keep tell, telling folks where it came from. Right. Because to your point, it's something that's so highly commercial now that we see yeah. it everywhere. I mean, Lil Kim said the best, I'm going to throw shade if I can't get paid. Like, that was in the 90s. Right. You know, and now we hear niggas saying, man, bro, no shade, no shade. Right. You know, That's, you know what's and, so funny? The the reason why I thought of this topic is I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast, right? Um, I know it's a little toxic. I understand that. But, you know. I don't listen to Joe Budden's I don't listen I, to any podcast, you guys, honestly, besides <laughs> this one that we do. There are so many people that do podcasts that are like, I don't even listen to podcasts. Um, but, no, I was listening to his podcast, and they, like, were utilizing shade and, and um, tea and, like, they were just utilizing a lot of the lingo. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Also, they were utilizing. Oh, it's the so and so for me, uh, which is queer, by the way. Yeah, that's like that's queer. That's queer. That's queer. The girls don't realize that, that is, because it's that so popular queer. now. It's the for me. Like right. that is gay. Right. A lot because, of, and, and I think that's yeah. that was been my thing over the past year, especially the more 
social media has boomed mm-hmm. and, and, and is more accessible to people, mm-hmm. you really see how our language gets commodified, gets utilized by others, and people don't even know where it comes from, mm-hmm. right? And, or, or do they care? Or do they care? Yeah. And it's funny because... Because, because it's up for fear game. The reason why I think it's so ironic, though, is because there is a lot of, especially with our generation now in the past two years, there's been a lot of reclaiming of blackness, Right. And a lot of reclaiming of blackness often gets given to the heterosexual people. Right. The where does it come from? Where do these things start? Who invented so and so? Right. And there was a lot of I mean, I think we've all seen the the, the shirts or the, or the the shirts and the um, sweaters that would be like, oh, you know, trying to sound like a, oh, a white man trying to sound like a, a black gay man trying to sound like a, a black woman trying to like. Yeah, give a lineage and yeah. trying to trace where that comes from. Yeah, and I've always found those two things super problematic because it's like, no shade, but y'all don't have the range. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. y'all don't. The, yeah. That doesn't come from women. It doesn't it does come from heterosexual. Like I'm sorry, it comes from and, ballroom and culture, black and brown, brown ballroom that, culture to that's specify. It. That's it. And you know, to that point, it's like. um that's where it comes from. That's what it is. Yeah. Bam. Right. <laughs> like I said, it is what it is. It is. It is what it is. <laughs> it, it is, is what, what it, it is. It's what it is. And 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 that's not going to change just because you know someone is is uncomfortable. Right. Being truthful about where this shit comes from. Right. Because I've seen a lot of, and I love my black women, but I've seen a lot of black women do that, trying to claim, you know, a lot of this lingo and a lot of this sauce, and it's like, Miss Girl, Miss Ma'am. Like, y'all didn't do that one. Y'all did a lot. And they do steal from you. That they definitely do. But give us ours. The same way you want yours to be given to you, give us ours. What about in music? Do you think it's people's responsibility to to know, like, like you know, like, Jayla did a song mm-hmm. a few years ago called... Um, I don't know, like, like a little ballroom song. And she mm-hmm. had, like, Kevin, J.C. Prodigy on it. And she had... Um, Jack Mizrahi on it, mm-hmm. and really? yeah, chanting and and, and, and there have been other songs like mm-hmm. this name Wish to the song like like a house beat and then we see Azalea Banks she's done songs That's like all that she does. like it's countless LaKaley artists. Forty Seven, LaKaley Forty Seven, La- but LaKaley's good at it because she's, she's fam, great at it. She's family. She's great at it. Yeah, you know, do you think it's these artists' responsibility to to pay homage and to say where it comes Absolutely. from? Absolutely, it doesn't. Why, have, why do you think they don't? Well, I don't even think they realize that they're supposed to. Hmm. That goes back to my point earlier about gatekeeping. A lot of people gatekeep while being behind somebody else's gate. Mm. And they don't even realize that they're behind somebody else's gate because people are selfish. Human nature is selfish. It's it's about self-preservation, right? Especially when you realize, we start to realize our worth and our value. The one thing you want to do is protect that. And I feel like a lot of people, that's a blanket term, do that, and they 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 go out of their way to gatekeep and protect what they think is valuable and claim what they think is theirs without realizing where it comes from, right? They a lot of people want their respect, they want their just due, but they don't think about who they need to give the, the same respect and just due to. So I think a lot of brands, I mean, we see not even a lot of pretty much all brands, we see it. They come they how our lingo has been commodified, and very rarely do we see the credit given to where it's 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 supposed to be given to yeah so the, the artists don't think of like oh let <clears throat> me actually and that's one one thing i will say i do love about our generation of of and the younger generation 
of um, musicians. I think they, I'll say it this way. For the generations before us, it wasn't something you do. Because, I mean, Luther didn't even do it. And he was part of the community, right? So so if you were if you were inspired by the gays, because let's be clear, the gays have always been there. Mm-hmm. They've always been in hair. They've always been in makeup. They've always, always been in songwriting. They've always been in production. They've always been in costume design. They've always, they've always been in creative we're, we're direction. We're in every facet of the world. Every facet. Yeah. We're fashion, everything. We've always Civil been rights. there. Civil rights. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, we've always been there. Whatever you want to think about, we've always been there. But we were never allowed to have a voice. It was never safe for us to have a voice. Right. So for the longest while, people shied away from it. There was only a select few artists, especially if you're thinking about 90s artists or 80s artists or 70s artists. Well, 70s artists were a little bit more fluid, honestly. Way more fluid. Way more, way more comfortable. Um, there, but there was only a select few of them that like said, okay, this is where I get, got it from. And Madonna was one of them. Yes. She was one of them. Yeah. Um. I, I think what's interesting about this new rise of, of like, you know, TikTok and, and social media, but, but TikTok specifically, um, is like how RuPaul's Drag Race has made, um, has given so much like visibility to, mm-hmm. to queer culture. Oh, absolutely. And like, the, I think they're like, been, been in it for 13 years, but in those, in those 13 years, we've seen like just this huge, in, huge influx of, of white people and white gays mm-hmm. on, on, when it comes to gay 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 culture yeah and how you know there was a lot of backlash with rupaul talking about like a shawam and and and, yeah. and but it's a dip and this and that and, right. and actually like <laughs> say, and actually saying the things for what it is and right. not and not trying to make cake pie right just 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 because it's sweet doesn't right. mean it's the doesn't same mean thing the same thing right, right? And, and, and and being respectful again to the lineage mm-hmm. and i think that that show has done a great job at you know highlighting drag queens and, mm-hmm. and, and queer life, but also not doing a good job at actually protecting oh, not at the, all. the integrity no. of it. Right. Um honestly I think it's kinda watered down a lot yeah. of um a lot of the, the experience. Absolutely. Because we don't get to see unfortunately, you know, again, it's an hour show. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see um the fullness of it. And and and, and, and they don't do, and they don't do a good job at just representing it with the fullness of, of it, which I think is unfortunate because it's such a popular right. show, and, and a lot and so many people are getting their information from there. Oh yes, a lot of people, yes. a lot of people get their information from that show. Yeah, and so for it to not be tailored in a way that centers blackness, because it mm-hmm. does not center blackness, it, it, it centers like well, RuPaul doesn't center his own blackness. Well, so. no, he's not going to center anybody else's. <clears throat> True. Um, but that show, hey, you know, it's it's so big, and 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 and, and when we talk about um, what what folks are watching? People are watching more. Folks are watching RuPaul's Drag Race than they're watching Pose. Yes, you know. Um, but I think Pose has done a great job at centering blackness, yes. centering our stories, right? Um, especially trans women, yeah. and 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 people have been able to use that as a great vehicle, absolutely for language. Yeah, you know. Um, another show, Transparent, has mm-hmm. done that too with um. I'm forgetting her name, the white trans woman, um, Trace Lissette. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we saw um, Amaya Scott on um, Star, Star, which mm-hmm. with Cotton. Yeah. You know, so there is a lot more visibility. There is a lot. Th- th- there are more conversations happening again. But we just named four shows in comparison to 
the dozens of shows that right. we see that don't center queer stories. Right. Um, with that being said, what do you think the end all be all will be like with with us um, having more privilege and having us more power behind the scenes to actually mm-hmm. tell our stories mm-hmm. so that the information is correct? I was just going to say one of the there's a beauty and and a a sadness both that comes with exposure, mm-hmm. right? There it's there's a there's a there's joy and there's also theft in, in in exposure, and the problem with a lot of exposure is it does not come with direct, um, like a uh, authenticity. Exposure doesn't always equal authenticity, nor does it always uh, give people a guideline of where to get things from, right? And I think social media did a lot of that in general because gifts, uh, memes, all these things that seem like minuscule in the moment become these big things right jasmine masters was the most mean person last year right but jasmine masters is a brilliant but couldn't but couldn't monetize any of that no yeah at all and not even monetization like just for the sake of like for instance we talk about like tiktok things go super viral on tiktok and no one rarely do we know where it it, it comes from like yeah we see it happen, and this is a perfect example. We see it happen with songs all the time, right? A song will go viral in a TikTok, and then like it's su- suddenly getting all these streams. It starts out as a challenge, and it's just like "Bust It," for example, right. with Erica Banks, yeah. right? That song was a year and a half old. Mm. It became viral two months ago. Yeah, it started becoming a hit two months ago. So for people like Erica Banks, there's a direct source back to her, right? So she gets the direct. You know, she gets the revenue, she gets the attention, she gets all of that gets directed back to her very easily. But for a lot of queer culture that goes viral, there's no direct connection. Connection. Yeah. There's no source. There's no source. Yeah. Right? There's no home for all these things. Where do they come from? Like we see ball like I see ballroom gifts all the time. Yeah. And and people utilize them for what they feel like or what they mean, but they don't know where it's coming from, where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 kind of like a, a few months ago, um, not a few months ago at this point, a few years ago, like right when everything was really kicking up with Black Lives Matter, I remember there being a discussion about white people utilizing memes of people of color. And like, should there be gatekeeping of that? Like, should you be able to utilize like, a, like it, okay, say you're saying something sassy, right? You're a white man and you're saying something that's quote unquote sassy. Do you have to get a, a black woman meme? No. You don't have to, but yet no. you do. But, and what yeah. is that tied to? Right? Where does that come from? And should that be gatekeep? Should that be something people are conscious of? Right? And I think the same thing happens with queer people. A lot of people utilize our content, um, but don't support our community. Do you think that we can have a have an honest conversation about, about gatekeeping around <clears throat> queer language without having a conversation around how just cis het black mm-hmm. experiences and black languages is also stolen and slaughtered and yeah. oh, you know like absolutely. you know it's it's like there's a larger conversation here yeah. about how just blackness in 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 general it, it's it is it is exploited yeah and so it's like duh our shit's going to be even more exploited exactly you know because we're a subgroup a part of a group that's already oppressed right and then you know we can't even have safety amongst you know our own language. Our own language. Yeah. And so I, I think that um, it sucks 
but overall we know that you know blackness is just exploited at, at just such a high level that it's like it's it, it's 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 like it's gonna happen, right? You can't put a band aid no on something that needs to be stitched. Stitched exactly, yeah. and so I think like that, you know, like it, like it like leads us back there to like there's this there's a larger problem happening mm-hmm. here, and it's and it's insidious, and it's gonna keep happening until we're able to. Like I I don't know if we should be trying to because one thing that we we see happening is our country is becoming more inclusive right mm-hmm. and and we're starting to see this this um i don't want to say a melting pot because a melting pot is like when everything just comes together a mm-hmm. salad of, these, <laughs> of, of of all these ideas that is a great way to put it yeah a yeah. salad of all these ideas and things happening but then in that salad some things become unrecognizable yes to a degree and yeah. then to your point where well we're all so we're all mixed up and we're all having fun and we're all doing it but then do we lose the essence of ourselves yes. if we are not able to stay down with the cause you know fubu for us by us right. do um, do you see you know um i guess over time people stop referencing LGBTQ for shade and for tea and for oh, yes. gag. Yeah. Like, you know, will there be an erasure, excuse me, an erasing of No, you're right, erasure. Of of yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Of our of our culture, of our community. If if things continue on this um, way. Ironically, I don't think there'll be an erasure of our culture. Well it, yes. Um, but there will be less tokenization of us. Because they utilized us for those things because it was the punchline that was needed. It was kind of like when, you know, when like a, 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 a random black person comes up in, a, in a, like a white movie and they're like, nigga, this shit is crazy. And you're like, y'all just got him there so he can say, nigga, this shit is crazy. Like, he wasn't really needed for the scene. But because of there are things that certain people can say and others can't, like it's punching up and punching down versus punching down, Right. There's, there was always the tokenization of queer black people, especially for films, movies, and all these things. And we were the ones that said all of that, right? So now that la- the language, the lingo, the sauce is, can still be there yeah. without the token gay. Because now you can have the black woman say it. Yeah. Now you can even jokingly have the black men say it. Yeah. So there's not necessarily a need for the, 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 the sassy gay black man that's gonna be like oh he read her now it's just the w- woman that's like oh he read her yeah you know what i mean yeah. like so there's gonna be less tokenization um but i also think one of the good things that i think we'll start to see although we'll, we are gonna see some of that tear off what we will see more of is us getting our own space to tell our own stories like t.s madison for example getting her own show on we tv i think is brilliant yeah because from what I've read, the cast is like all queer. It's all her and her friends um, that are trans or gay or non-binary people that live within an experience and are going to be on this show, right? So there's going to be more shows. There's going to be more poses. We need more of them. Let me yes. specify. We do need more of them. Um, but the more of that, unfortunately, <laughs> that does mean that there's going to be a, the less of us in, I think, in, in, in quote-unquote, tokenized roles yeah. but I, I think the sauce will always be the sauce 
like regardless of who makes you know the marinara there's no one that makes it like your grandmother period there's no one that fries the chicken like your grandmother there's no one that makes the oxtail like your mother there's no one that makes the <clears throat> like family and community is is, is always going to be family and community and i think within our community especially within the ballroom scene that does that's where a lot of these moments are started the ballroom scene is always going to be there so they're always going to have lingo they're always going to have um new ways of saying and doing things and that is gonna bleed out and it will bleed out because a lot of these people that are in ballroom it's no longer hidden it's now on youtube ballroom tv throw a ballroom throwback tv is has been one of my favorite channels to go to at random for years that's where we get um 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 fuck kelly yeah um Everyone. Uh, Kelly, MC Deborah, MC Deborah C- Caesar, all, all like, of those people. All of those Sanaya. People. Listen, the Sanaya clips go viral you know, all the time of her Sanaya. shaking. Sh- you, know, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. all of that. So, I mean, there is the yes and no. It's a, it's a yes and a no. There, there yeah. is going to be less, I think there's going to be less tokenized mm-hmm. um, queerness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot more stolen queerness. Yes. Specifying that. Yes. But then there is going to be some roots of us of being able to authentically tell our own stories for ourselves. Awesome. What's your favorite read that you love to use? Um, you know, I'm a real like I'm a I'm a very I, I go by the shade isn't, you know, shade isn't truth for me. Shade is always in the truth for me. Yeah. So if I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you for something that's undeniable. <laughs> yes. Something that other people might not notice, yes. but you will feel. But you're going to feel it. Right. And that's how you read. And that's how you because read. Because you go for the, you go for something that the person right. cannot get away from. Right. And, and you have to bring them down to their knees. Yeah, I always say like a good read is either two things, extremely spontaneous mm-hmm. or extremely like particular mm-hmm. yes and they're both done with ease off the cuff yes let it flow off your tongue right oh yes. like for example one of my the, one of the funniest shout out to chasing AT, chasing atlanta okay um <laughs> <laughs> move for <Ray> hammond <laughs> you knew you fucking knew listen listen because that is that's a read that was off the cuff. Off the cuff. Spontaneous. Spontaneous. Spot on. But spot on. It was spontaneous, but because spot on. Because he had been thinking that. Exactly. He didn't just call him fat. Like, move, get your fat ass out no, the way. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was, it was specific. Uh, listen, all you of have to You have to hone specific. in. It was, it was smart. Yes. It was funny. Because the young man, okay, you can read someone for being fat. That's late. Yeah, that's late. That's super late. It's, and it's but lazy. It's super lazy. It's lazy. But calling him Fred Hammond, mm-hmm. you hit every dot. Yes. You, yeah. Every, because, every T is every I is dotted. I think what makes it read so good is when, is when you can visualize it. Yes. And we can visualize Fred Hammond. Yeah. And we know that Fred Hammond is light skin fat, just like he is. Right. Okay. <laughs> it, that, that shit was fucking hilarious. I think we've, especially with the birth of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. A lot of what people think of as reading is is this like drawn up, pre-planned. Um, Phaedra-y. Phaedra type. Yeah. Mimi type. Aggressive. Super aggressive. Let me tell you something. Oh, okay. Listen. The best. My re- favorite read. I have to tell you this before mm-hmm. you. My, my favorite read is from Housewives. Mm-hmm. When this was early in the season, Nene walks into a party that Dwight Eubanks is at. Uh-huh. 
and the why you may tells <laughs> Nene, Greg, I loaned Greg $10,000. And she, Nene says, you loaned Greg $10,000? But girl, let me pay you back. And Nene goes on, goes on her bag and pulls out and starts writing a check. And she hands the check to Dwight. And Dwight says, we all know you don't have it. And starts ripping the check up. <laughs> you know, like. Ironically, I, I just thought of another really good one. <laughs> when Nene, listen, Nene. When Nene was at, this is also vintage housewives. When Nene, um, they went to like somebody's party. Mm-hmm. And Nene said to, to one of the, the other women that were there, like, oh, you're so skinny. I need to get you, like, let me get you a burger to eat. And she goes, oh, no, no need. <laughs> I eat plenty. <laughs> She's like, I, I got room to grow to be your size one day. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a read. That is a, that is a read. <laughs> Because bitch is saying, this is my size, right. but if I could, if I right. wanted to, I could listen be your size. And there's plenty room. And there's room. Because that's me calling you a big bitch without calling me you a big bitch. <laughs> or, or when Kenya says, and we know her, we well, we know who her kids are because they look just, just like, like her. Yeah, that was a read. That's a read. That's a read. I'm not calling your kids ugly. Ugly. I'm telling you they look just, just like, like you. you. And you know you ugly. And you know you ugly. Okay. <laughs> so that's why it hurts. <laughs> yeah. That that to me is a read. Like, a, I think, here's what I'll say. I think people have mixed getting drugged and getting red. A dragging is when you're just going off. Right. I'm berating you. Right. That is the Phaedra. The, a reading is more Monique. clever. It's clever. Dra- dragging someone is that is what we a lot of people think a read is. No, no, a read. The read is the clever, yes. off the cuff, mm-hmm. meticulous, yes. spot on. Yes, says everything without saying anything. Anything that is a because because a read may a read may go over your head. Absolutely. And, oh, it goes. See, and you may have to get home see, and like hold on. That's the best read. Did that bitch really say that to me? That's the best read because you can say it in front of a group of people and, and no one will catch it. No one will catch but it. But who it's designated for? for we'll hear it and they'll eat them. Up. Yeah, it'll eat them. And it'll be pressed the whole day, whole day. And children, that was reading one on one. Oh my god! Oh gosh! Well, you guys, that was the growing up gay for the week. Funny. Anything you want to add? Um, no, I just wanted to say, um, let's make sure that we give credit where it's due, and let's also make sure that we don't be afraid to own what is ours, because. You bitches can borrow it, because mm-hmm. I can't stop you from doing that. You can borrow but it. But what you can do is claim it. You can't claim it. You can't claim Give these black designers their shit back. <laughs> yes. Okay. With that being said, we're going to take a... Actually, no, we're not taking no break. I be forgetting. We're going yeah. right into our grown and, and gay. gay. Grown, I grown, grown and, grown and gay, gay and gay and we grown, grown and gay. Damn, that could be a whole other song. And gay. It's <laughs> okay? All right, you guys. So this week's Grown and Gay is, is about dating. You know, I've been dating this guy, but now there's another guy that I'm dating. And I have two dates in the in this weekend. Listen. And someone recently asked me, like, do you feel weird about dating more than one person? Is that like a, a trauma response? I said, maybe. Not a trauma response. You know, people be scared to be alone or scared. To, oh, my God. You know, you know, are scared that, you know, if if they put all their eggs in one basket, that it won't right. work. All in all, my answer to my answer to them was I'm grown as fuck and I can date who I want to date. Right. And and also I'm a very social person, and just because I'm entertaining more than one guy does not mean I'm doesn't doesn't mean I'm fucking all of them or fucking any very of them. Very true. And if I was fucking all of them, that would be my business. Very true. And I don't I don't owe anyone an explanation. Mm-hmm. I think so often that we are conditioned, especially queer men, to think that we just need to find one person, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're queer men, we're queer people. We can make our own dating rules, right? And 
Well, that's you know, because we built our structure off of right cishet normals, right. exactly. And so, when I've these dates that I've been going on with these different gentlemen, they've all been fun, and I'm getting something out of each particular one. But I don't feel the need at this point to say, right. "Oh, I'm going to pick one," or "I'm going to," you know, it's own, very Libra of you. Hey, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning in. I'm leaning into what feels Own right, <laughs> you know. But I, I, I don't feel the need to pick one. I don't feel the need to explain to anyone why I'm spending my time where I'm spending my time. Mm-hmm. I just think that there is an internal confidence that I'm feeling right now centered around just doing what the fuck I want to do. Yeah, you know, and and I've also, never been good at that. Yeah, d- doing what I want to do, and also. Being very candid that I enjoy the company of a man. Right. And until or I, men. Or men. Many men. And many, and, men. many men. Many men. And until men, I have until I have one man that's locked down that I'm, you know, steady with, I will continue to date around mm-hmm. and have fun. And there's no shame in my game. Right. Who doesn't love a five course meal? That's not on you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. What are your thoughts on dating more than one person? Um, I'm not built that way. Okay. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think um, options are great. Yes. Um, I do think it is very smart to put five of your eggs in five different baskets just in case uh, only one of them hatches. At least you try with the other Keep four. Keep you a Rasta man. There you go. Listen. You need a starting three. You need a strong. You need a, you need a starting strong three. Starting, starting three. Because nothing, it's nothing worse than being asked out here on a cold, lonely night. Right. With not a warm body to lay up next to. Um, I will say, if you do have a strong starting three, make sure that you are communicating that you have a strong starting three with your strong starting three. When asked. Because a lot of people, right. Because a lot of people, and I will say that's one of the issues in dating. Um, that I don't think it's a queer thing. I think it's a cross the board thing where um, people for a moment are in a relationship and then leave that moment and go to another moment and are in a relationship. And they didn't tell the first moment about the second moment. So now you got the first moment thinking he's the only moment or she's the only moment. Um, so now, I think, is that your responsibility or is that, pro- or, that's your responsibility. or is that, okay, so, that is your responsibility. so you think I, that, okay, so, th- so these guys I'm dating right now, I yes. should be telling them that I'm dating somebody else. Yes. I completely don't agree with you. And the reason why I don't agree with you. Cause you don't want to own up to it. Well, no, 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 no. That's not why. That's, that that's is not, that's why. That's not what it is. Here, let's here, be, let, let's let be clear. Let, let me say let's this. Cl- go ahead. Go ahead. Guy number two asked me the other day, mm-hmm. are you dating somebody else? Like, yes, I'm dating someone else. But I'm not going to volunteer that information if mm-hmm. it's not if 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 you and I are have this going on and I mm-hmm. have this going on with this person, mm-hmm. if the if if there if there aren't any conflicts as far as like I'm double booking myself, mm-hmm. um, that's the one that comes to my mind like first. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that I need to volunteer the fact that I'm entertaining multiple people because we're not in a okay. relationship. So I now, hold if on. You ask me no, no, a no, question, hold on. No, I'm gonna stop you right there. And I and I and I must stop you right there. Okay. And I'm not truthful. Okay. Then then okay. that's wrong. Because if if the only way you can double book or you can't double book 
is if you're communicating honestly. Correct. Because if I'm guy number two and I say, hey, Malik, I want to take you out on, on Friday at 6 p.m. Let's go to dinner. And you say, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm, I'm, I have plans with my friends. But you really have plans with another nigga. Yeah. You're not communicating honestly. And that's what I mean by it's your responsibility. I'm not saying it's the first time you meet somebody and you're like, just so you know, I have two of the niggas I'm talking to. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you're entertaining somebody at any level and let's call a spade a spade. A lot of the reasons why most people don't tell people, it's the same thing with with um, ghosting people. And, and this is just my personal opinion. The reason why people do that is because they don't have the balls to, still, to tell someone immediately what they feel. I'm no longer interested in you. Absolutely. You find more safety and security in, in walking away from a situation and throwing your hands up because you, quote unquote, don't and owe be, anyone anything. And being passive. Anything. Exactly. Yeah. Because you don't owe anyone anything. Mm-hmm. When in reality, you don't have the balls enough to let the person know that I'm no longer interested in you. Yeah. I've gotten what, what I wanted from the situation. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah. I so th- I completely agree with that. Just that if you're dating multiple people, I personally think put the it all on the table. The wrong thing to do is to tell them. Put it all on the table. And I'm, not saying, and let them I'm not saying you leave one and then you go hang with the other one. You tell him about the day with the other one. No. But I'm saying communicate honestly. Like, hey, I'm not looking for a relationship right yeah. now. Uh, a serious relationship right now. I'm dating and having fun. If you'd want to be one of the gentlemen that I'm having fun with, we can have fun together. Yeah. If not, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to go find somebody else. That's okay. Thank you for your services. Thank you. Exactly. Uh That's what I mean. Because like I said, I'm someone that's not built for dating multiple people. Sure. I'm just not. When I like someone, I like someone. I'm a little obsessive. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. I fall in line with that. Yeah. You know, so when I do like someone, I give you my attention. I give my... Oh yeah! Listen, that's I have I a lot of energy inside so. of me. I have a lot of energy wound up in my spine, and, I, and I'm letting it out. <laughs> Why is it in your spine? Well, because you know that's what the kundalini is. That's what the energy the, the, is. The who? The kundalini. The kundalini. The kundalini. Kundalini. The kundalini. You that sounds like Google it. Kundalini. Kundalini. Look it up. So, um, you know, I I'm a very energetic person, and I and I can, you know, I'm not gonna say give myself to a lot of people because that's 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 gonna sound a little weird. But what I what I will say is that you know in the past I've I, I've put my eggs in one basket and that's mm-hmm. been cool you know and, I, and I've got my life but now it's like hey I'm not gonna turn I'm not gonna turn I, I'm I'm allowing myself a season of yes mm-hmm. and in this season of yes if a cute man wants to take me out and wine and dine me or I, I want to wine and dine them or whatever the case may be and I'm single. I'm saying yes if I'm not in a committed relationship. Right. And if you ask me if I'm entertaining other people, I will tell you yes, I am. But if you don't ask me and we are just kicking it and um, just kidding, then you'll never you'll never just know that there's another person. You'll never know because I'm not gonna tell you. That's just me. That's my grown again. That's my truth. That's you that, may not the, like the, it. The Kundalini reminds me. There's a Maka Diamond song. Shout out to people that know who Maka Diamond is. Maka Diamond. Yes, she's a Jamaican artist. Um, it's called Done Already, and a part, a portion of the song goes, "Baby, I have to say it in patois. Baby, you really stop already. The steam fishing at your back done already. I'll come here to me say already. You're not ready. AKA, baby, you really stopped already." You mean to tell me that you really stopped already? The steam fish in your back is done already. Ooh. I thought you said you were ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. You're Listen, not, I, I, I think I be busting in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what the song is about. So you said the, it's in your back, and then you mentioned the Kundalini. I said Maka Diamond was new something that I didn't know. Oh, Come yeah. on, Maka. Oh yeah, the basic is fine, baby. Listen, that's where, Maka that's, didn't that's know where, something. That's where it resides. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was about to jump into it. We going. <laughs> we going. <laughs> um, you guys, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with this week's On the Timeline. <laughs> be right back. Hey, y'all. It's Malik. Aren't you tired of hearing those queens lecturing us? No? Well, I am. So we want to hear from you. Have a question, comment, or some messy tea? Write into the show for our spill it section at growingupgaypodcast at gmail.com. Now back into the show. And right. we are back with this week's On the Timeline. Um, so this week, we wanted to discuss a few different things. There's a lot going on. The celebrity okay. world has been... Um, it's been messy. She's been busy. She's been busy. A messy girl. Messy girl. A messy girl. Um, there's a lot going on. <clears throat> First of all, we spoke about her earlier in this um, episode. Uh, Wendy Bartholomew is... <laughs> Ornthal. <laughs> Ornthal. My T.S. <laughs> See, that's a read. That's a read. That's a read. That's a read. Anyway, um, Wendy Williams has a documentary coming out. Uh, well, it's a biopic documentary. Biopic documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on the Lifetime. Lifetime, yes. Um, who apparently did a really, and I know this is a side note, did a really awful... Um, Salt and Peppers here movie. Um, I heard that too. I heard I haven't watched it because they said it's four hours. And baby, I ain't got that for you. No, Salt nor pep. Do I have that for four hours? And then for the leave, Spinderella out. And it's four hours. It's right. even more fucked up. Right. Like Sandra Pepper done. Like ma'am, are you telling your whole life from when you were born in Jamaica to when you like? Are you, are you telling every crevice of this? Why is it four hours? Tell. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of content there, but four fucking hours? I, I don't, I don't, I, I, Salt and Pepper got a few hits to me. Push Listen. it. What, what a man. man, what a man, what a man, what a man. Uh, what else? Yeah. They have other hits, but I can't think of them. I can't think of head. them. And I don't want to read them because that's, they're legendary. They are, yeah, my fucking company. Yeah, but yes, back to Wendy. <laughs> I'm actually very excited about the Wendy Williams movie. Me too. Um, it looks like it's actually going to be good. It looks it, messy. It looks messy. It looks like it was shot on a uh, Tyler Perry soundstage. Yep. Uh, an old one. <laughs> <laughs> Those studio <laughs> scenes look real cheap. Real cheap. Real cheap. Re- very, very 2007, I bought this Tyler Perry movie from the church. Yeah. Very that. Yeah. Very that. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the actress that's playing her. Um, her name is Sierra something. Really? Uh-huh. That's fitting. Um, uh, that's, no, that's a read. <laughs> See, you guys. When you catch it, when you catch you it, catch you catch it. it. Uh, but yes, <laughs> um, we'll be bringing you all a full review of this movie on the next episode because I will be watching. I'm going to watch. I'm going to get into it. It uh, comes out t- uh, Saturday, which is when we're recording right now, um, at 8 o'clock on Lifetime. I'm really excited about the documentary portion because, you know, we're going we're gonna to hear from her friends and her colleagues and Charlemagne, the guy who worked really intimately, intimately mm-hmm. with her for many years, and so I think it's gonna be fun. Wendy's in an interesting season of her life. You know, she's divorced her husband. She's, she's, like, she's in dating. The, in, the, in the great words of Bethany Frankel, mention it all. She's mentioning she's, it all. She and, and she's been very spicy on her hot topics. Yes, talking about the woman Shireen and the baby. Yes, you saw that. I, I, I seen, said, no, wait a minute. She's been she, she's been laying it out. <laughs> she's, she has. So kudos. She's, she's listen. Kudos. She's, shout out to Wendy. We love. She's you. she's pulling from the the um the um great mind of um Funky Deneva. Yeah. 
He said when, when what did he say? Don't never let a bitch spray you. Oh yeah. with your own with your information. Own tea. Spill it yourself. Spill it yourself. Yep. And she's she's doing that. She's that talking way, about yeah, drugs. Cause that way, because listen, what people are gonna report is exactly what she's saying. Right. And that's all they can report because she is Wendy fucking Williams. Yes. In other great news, um, Kelly Rowland had her second son. She did. Yes, Noah John Witherspoon. Noah. So, no, so we have Noah, and then we have Titus. Titan. Titan. Yeah, Titan. Yes. So Kelly got two motherfucking two babies. That's what I'm talking about. Two sons. I was hoping. I was hoping she would have a chocolate little, a little chocolate Kelly, but these babies, so these babies, so light skin. They, her daddy is apparently very light skin. Really? Yeah. She's like me, dark skin, but her parents ain't. Um, her daddy apparently is very light skin. So I remember when Titan came out and everyone was like, because hmm. <laughs> her husband is also brown. Yeah, skin. brown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's been having she's been having some 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 beautiful babies. So congratulations. Shout out to Miss Coffee. <laughs> Coffee and sex in the morning. <laughs> if it's one thing we're gonna do on this podcast, it's sing. It's sing. Okay, that that's just what we do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so a few people that have been doing things that they probably shouldn't be doing. Mm. Ti and Tiny. Ooh. So. It's been reported that you guys, Miss um, Sabrina Peterson, she is uh, an, an Atlanta socialite, a business owner. She posted on her Instagram page on the twenty eighth some screenshots and some accounts from uh, for allegedly fifteen women have come forward mm-hmm. accusing Ti and Tiny of pretty much sexually assaulting them for kidnapping, ho- mm-hmm. holding them against their will, mm-hmm. um, drugging them. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been uh, reports that rape. rape, some women were unconscious, mm-hmm. and then once they woke up, allegedly, alleged, I'll allege, that they were drugged out of their room by security guards. Yes. Um, One young lady stated that she um, was not with the shits at all. But after being berated by Tiny in front of everyone, decided that she would be the shit. She would be with the shits. Yes, she was coerced. That's what that she word was is. Coerced. Um, and then she ended up finding herself naked with her anus and her vagina in super pain, mm-hmm. only to come to find out she never had sex with Ti or Tiny, but they're bodyguards against her own knowledge. Yeah. So this is uh, really disgusting. Yeah, and Ti and Tiny, they have adamantly denied these allegations which is we know that's what they do right tiny even went so far to post a picture of um miss peterson's and uh and ti on her instagram page and talking about you know two years ago your kids were my husband's nephews Mm -hmm. first thing first tiny the two can exist at the same time. I was just about to say that she, these things t- are not mutually exclusive. These things are be, these things are not mutually exclusive. You can exclusive. also be and and here's here's let's lay it all on the timeline. I I, I understand where Tiny Tia and Tiny were coming from because since you were aware of everything that was happening and you was with it, yeah. until you were no longer inside the club, uh huh. And now that you outside the club, you decided to, to call the police and tell everybody tell them that everyone is inside the club, yeah. And it's like part of me does question her because. You're complicit. Mm-hmm. You are not innocent. Mm-hmm. You think you are, mm-hmm. and no one is holding her accountable yet. But sweet bitch, you've been around yeah. for a very long time for years. While all of these same, the same stories that you're sharing, you, you are, are probably of. around for. Uh-huh. You were probably at a party or two while this shit was happening. Mm-hmm. So don't think. Yeah, for one second. Don't think that your hands are no on the line. Yeah, because the guillotine is there's a guillotine for you as well. Absolutely. Sis. But we're just gonna get to Ti and Tiny first. First. Because they're the celebrity. Right. 
Um, I, I do saw. You, yeah. You, what are your? Th- you know, my, my thoughts. Are, I believe it. I do too. I believe it. Listen, we've heard the rumors. I, I believe it. I mean, for, for years we've heard that they're they're, they're swingers and they have threesomes right. and. I know they do drugs and alcohol, yes. and with, with, with drugs and alcohol, and, and very egotistical men tip extremely. Um, yeah. shit happens, and extremely insecure women, yeah, tiny, yeah. Because the things that they say, she yells at these women. I don't know why you acting different. Like you, you just want to fuck my man like the rest of these bitches. Yeah, baby girl. Yeah, therapy. Yeah, therapy. And I, I, I saw Terry post on uh, it's on Twitter. He wondered how the Atlanta elite is gonna respond to this. I eat candy. Speaking, there you go. Listen, listen. I'm put, interested to see. I am interested because candy. Because candy was accused of also drugging people. Candy Ache. So I, I, I do want to know. Listen, how Cam's gonna respond smack, to this? Smack Cam. Yeah, Kay? smack Cam. Jumbotron. Yeah. You I want to know. I want to know what Candy. What because candy about this. Let me tell you something. Phaedra was messy for mentioning what she did. Yeah. But I don't think she was. And I've seen some people say she got it from somewhere. Oh my God, maybe she was talking about Ti and Tiny, baby. The waters are a little too close. I, the, I was gonna say they're too close. Listen, for it not to be associated. Listen, listen. they're too close. Candy, her dungeon, uh huh, sounds a lot like yeah, Tiny's dungeon. Tiny's dungeon. All I'm saying, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but all I'm saying is, I know what I know. Okay. If you know what I mean. And like G.I. Joe say, known is half the battle. Now we know. Listen, we know. Yeah. So I, I, I want to see how this is going to play out. I want to mm-hmm. see who stands by T.I., who does not. I'm sure more. Most, most of his rap friends have already stood by him. Absolutely. Meek and Mill is one of them. Trash. Of I'm sure more um, women are going to come out yes. and tell their story, mm-hmm. they sh- as they should. They deserve to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we know one thing about men in power. And uh, complicit women mm-hmm. look at um, Maxine. Uh, what's the woman's name? Who is complicit with? Um, oh, Giselle. Giselle. Whatever her name is. Her. Yeah. Her. Ghislaine Maxwell. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So she was complicit in all that bullshit that was going down mm-hmm. with all those girls in Florida. So I just, I'm interested to see how, how this pans out, and I'm also interested. I wasn't gonna talk about this, but I think it's it's fair game um, mm-hmm. and, and relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, Jewel Smith. Call listen, call it out. Um, and how he is it's alleged that he did revenge well, porn. It's kind of factual. Re- revenge porn against um the, the actress Sky Jackson. Mm-hmm. And did you, you see know, the video? I I I've seen a clip of her ple- pleasing herself or something like that. He was playing with her vagina. I will she say was, he was he was on top of her, right? Right. Yeah, she, standing over her. Neither one of them are nude. They are not nude. She's wearing underwear. She, yep. He's wearing. It looks like he's wearing boxers or something like that. Yep. Um, and he's playing with her parts. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all. I have to say it's extremely disappointing. Not that this has any tie to Solandra Beyonce. It does not. Um, it does, but it doesn't. What I what I what I mean by I'm what I'm disappointed in is the fact that not only did he feel comfortable sharing this, but that everyone else felt comfortable kind of playing into it on social media on social media well yeah because i I didn't realize what it was when i saw it yeah i saw something that said oh solange better get jewels and i clicked on it expecting it to be like 
something silly. Something silly. Yeah. And then he, it was that what it was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, wait a minute now. Right. And yeah, then I yeah. typed in his name on Twitter and I said, wait, this is what? Because I saw people talking about it for like two or three days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, 15 and 17. I'm not going to, that's not, that's not my ministry. I'm yes. not, that, that's their yes. business. I'm going to yes. let children be children. And it wasn't until I saw all the salons need to get, and I was like, well, damn, is it that bad? Yeah. And curiosity caught the cat, bitch. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's really unfortunate um, because, of course, any, any, anything attached to Beyonce and Solange, people are going to go right. after, you know. Um, I also thought it was interesting how, how Mama Tina, she's limited to her comments oh. on Instagram. Listen. She's limited to her comments. One, one thing about that camp. She's they, limited, they, she's limited her They comments. say it all without saying a thing. She said it all without saying. And, and, and when I said that, I said, okay, so I know the tea. Right. I know the tea. Right. They. They're aware. They're aware. Yeah. They know. They know. They, they know. know. They know. And not only do they know, there something's happening behind the Listen, scenes. Jules better got his ass whooped. I know Solange is a modern mother and she probably don't beat him. But the way she was for the do Jay-Z in the, in elevator, the elevator, she better have wore his ass out because stop it from now. Yeah. Because he, he he needs to learn from this, right? And I don't know what type of behavior he has that would make him think that that was okay. Well, or, let's, or, or let's, how the video got leaked. Let's because well, he was in a group chat with a, a, like a, 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 an internet group chat with uh, his friends. Yeah, and that's where he shared it, and of course it was screenshot and shared, shared, right? Yeah. Because something that all celebrities need to instill into to their children is. Everyone around you is your friend until they can get something that's it from it. From yeah, that's when they're willing to jeopardize that your friendship. friendship. Yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. And let's call a spade what it is. Spade a spade. Jules is very handsome. Mm-hmm. Like he's an adorable kid. He's always been an adorable kid. Yeah. His mother is Solange. His aunt is Beyonce. His uncle, His Jay-Z. uncle is Jay Z. Yeah. That child has a lot on his back. And I yeah. don't mean expectation. I don't mean any of that. I simply mean the sheer reality that he can be a fuck storm. Yeah. And it not matter yeah. because of who his family is. Yeah. He has a lot of access, a lot of privilege, a lot and we've seen what access and privilege do to young men. Yeah. Mostly white that don't get know how to control, control it. That yep. that's where I would speak to him from. Not even yes you did something bad. But this you need to understand is something you should never even try to think about doing. Mm-hmm. You have way too much access and privilege, and you have way too much too many cameras on you at the same time. Because often that access and privilege doesn't come with cameras. Yeah. It comes with money and wealth, yes. And that's why a lot of those white boys can get away with the awful shit that they do. You're not gonna be able to get away with it. Yeah. Because you're black and you're famous. Yeah. By just by your just by by proxy. Yeah. So I really hope. Solo sits his ass down after she beats him, sits his ass down and has a very honest conversation about this can go very left very quickly for you. For you. That's real. Yes. So speaking of going left quickly, I just want to touch on deep. Take a just quick detour. Um, and I'm going to say one thing and it's going to say everything. Chris Brown and Tory Lanez have a song together. <sighs> That's shit on top of shit. It said everything. That shit on top of shit. It said everything about the, the old one, and it says everything about the new one. And it really it doubles down on mm-hmm. on all the bullshit. Yeah. And it's a, it's really insultive. And and, and for me, it says everything, everything I need to hear. I don't even need to discuss it. Yeah, it I just everything. wanted to say that. Yeah, I saw it on the room of shade. It says everything. Mm-hmm. Awful people. Awful people. Awful people. Um, 
let's let's discuss someone for a short moment that's not awful. A legend. An icon. Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson. Rest in peace. Rest in heaven. She's done her work. Listen, I when I saw the headline that Cicely Tyson died, the first thing I said was, No! And then Amita said, Nigga, she was 96. That's the thing I said. <laughs> she like, was, I, I, didn't, I didn't cry. I, 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 was, I was happy. I was like, No! Oh my fucking God. Well, she's 96. Yeah. She lived a very long, astounding, phenomenal life. Phenomenal life. A West Indian icon. She was well taken care of. She was well respected. Very well respected. She, had got, she her, got all her flowers. She got her. Honorary Oscar. Her honorary Oscar. Honorary Golden Globe. Honorary Golden Globe. She has her Emmy and her Tonys. Uh-huh. She has her Tyler Perry sound lot. Yeah. She listen, Miss Cicely had the pleasure of not only getting all of her, her flowers. But seeing them. But seeing them grow, uh-huh. pruning a few of them, yep. bringing some inside with her to yep. smell them while she was she got every opportunity to see herself in multiple generations be respected. Yeah. And to me, She's well deserving. You don't of a get send any off. better than that. Yeah, I mean that her, her her send off was really beautiful. Yeah. It, 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 I was thinking like, wow, job well done. She's yeah. really done her work. She's really, you know, as long as I've known uh, Miss 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 Tyson, she's always been old. Yeah, right. Um, but <laughs> she's right. She's always been old. She's been old our entire life. I thought she's been old. But she, she was in her sixties when we were born. Yeah, so. you know, but but nonetheless, she's always been very powerful and well respected. Extremely. Even yeah. even when even you know I think they think the first time I really saw her in anything was uh, the movie where she came out of the out of the bushes. What movie was that? Uh, she you know she was in Roots. Jane Pittman. Oh, about to say. Oh, yes, I thought you meant Roots because she was in Roots. Well, that too. Yeah. Um, but um, that's when I really knew about her and found out about her, and so I think that uh, you know, she just. She's so well respected, and I saw this video Tyler Perry did like the, oh, it was the so montage, beautiful. and when Felicia Rashad came out and hugged her, and she broke, and ugh. she broke down, like, oh my gosh, like you really could see the respect and admiration she had for other black women, yeah, other black actresses like herself, and so you know, to your point, Vaughn, she she got her flowers, and I'm yeah. happy to see that in real time that she was adored. She was really a national treasure. She was. She was a national treasure. She was. And I'm I'm, just, I'm interested to see like you know um, what other special treats we, we they have for her to celebrate her life over the next year. It, it it's gonna be really beautiful to see, um, because she is gonna be honored at the BET Awards, at yeah. the Oscars, mm-hmm. at you know the Emmys. Yep. she's legit regal royalty. Like she is truly an icon, truly legendary. Like. Yeah. There's not much that needs to really be said outside of rest in peace, well deserved, beautiful life. Mm-hmm. She was a beautiful person, and just rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Did she have any children? Didn't. Nothing. She never had any children. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is, and I, uh, I don't, uh, I don't like, um, you know, qualifying anyone's life with children because I feel like it's a, yeah. uh, it's a thing to do because you don't know. She probably never was able to have children. Or, 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 or she wanted just to. didn't want them. Yeah. Um, although I will say, this is a quick sidestep, I think it's so fascinating when people don't have children. I do too. I think it's the most, it's the boldest thing anyone could do. Yeah. Not have children. Yeah. Because baby, I don't trust in anyone that much. Mm. And you're trusting in society to take care of you when you get older. Because there's going to be a point where we're all going to need to be taken care of. Yeah. And friends ain't always going to be able to be there. Especially if you find yourself in a situation where you need constant care. So... And it's, I think also my, my mother is, like I said, she's a nurse and she's worked with people. I've heard some horror stories about how people are treated. 
So I've always been like, I'm, I'm definitely having children. I, just selfishly. Because, bitch, when I'm 75 <laughs> or when come I'm check, 85. You better come check on me. You better come check on me, bitch. Better come check on me. Somebody better come. Because I'm, I'm going to make sure I have a very comfortable life for my children. You better come check on me. Better, y'all better bring y'all asses and come check listen, on dad. <laughs> I, I already know. Like, my mom, we were talking <laughs> over the summer. And I was like, oh, honey, I'm over here at this um retirement center. I said, honey, I'm going to get you a pamphlet. She said, please give me one because, um... <laughs> Um, I need I need my arrangements made now, <laughs> now, now. You know, because my mom is gonna be in a retirement home. She would not be in a nursing home. She's gonna be in a reti- an assisted senior facility where she has an apartment. Luxury. Lu- it's gonna be luxury. A, it's gonna be high rise. Yeah. Luxury. My mom's gonna be up there. Her and her husband old, and I'm gonna go check on them. Yeah. That's how it's gonna. You're gonna run. cycle it out. We, 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 I'm gonna come one day. My brother, come, my brother come, come one day. You know, cause mama got four kids, so she she's gonna be just fine. She fine, yeah. She be just fine. She gonna that. Listen, that's a Monday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, and a Friday, a Thursday and a Sunday. You know, yeah. you need them on a Sunday. You're right. Yeah, definitely. Def- somebody gotta take her to church. Somebody yeah. gotta bring her food. You know, grocery shopping. Right. You need them on a Sunday, so somebody gonna have to come on a Sunday. Take her to brunch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that is it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you all have enjoyed the episode. As always. Find where to follow us down below. Check your info bars on Twitter, on Instagram. Please make sure you all are writing into the show. If you have any questions for us, we do have a segment. We hardly ever get to do it because y'all don't write into us. Um, <laughs> but yes, if you do want to ask us any questions, personal, professional, um, life-based, or if you just are nosy and you want to know, you know, what's, what's, what's the tea? Yeah. Um, please be sure to utilize that. The email address for that is also going to be in the info bar wherever you are um, listening to the show, please make sure you rate us on whatever platform you utilize. If it's Spotify or iTunes, um, preferably iTunes, um, make sure you rate us five stars, leave us a review, let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, Let us know how you're enjoying the show. Thank you. Peace. Bye.